They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Episode of the Hornahorn podcast. This is the maiden voyage of the new setup. So hopefully it sounds crispy in your ears. And today I am joined by what do you want me to call you? You want me to call you by your name or you want me to call you? Because usually I have people nicknames. Asshole. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. My name. <laughs> so Jeffrey Davis from the Functionally Dysfunctional Show. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? We've been talking for a little bit, and we, we linked up on... I, I was listening to the... What was the one that you did with the... She's not a psychologist. She's something... Psychotherapist. Mm-hmm. Psychotherapist. And that was like my one. first question to her was, what what is the difference between a psychotherapist and a psychologist? Yeah, and, and I, I listened to that one, and I saw you were going down some some stuff, and I was like, man, let me let me... Let me link up with this guy. So before we sure. get started, uh, share your socials, Instagram, YouTube, whatever it is you have, so people can find your work. And I'll oh put that man, in the we're doing it on the below. front end. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I uh, do it on the front end because <laughs> people wait till the end when the like the two people that are listening to the show, like probably your mom and your wife or something, are listening to the show, and then they just tune out so they don't hear it. You know, so just do it up front. That's why we do it at the end, right? Make them, make them hang on, right? <laughs> no, um, man, you can catch me uh, everywhere at Hey Jeffrey Davis personally. That's Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, all that shit. Um, and then my other my my, my podcast, the Functious Functional Show. You can catch um, on Twitter at Funk Dysfunct Show, Instagram at Functious Functional Show, or email Functious Functional Show at gmail dot com. Nice. And the, and the reason I like that name is because it's like the Juan on Juan podcast. You know, it's the Juan on Juan. Yeah. And I can say that shit because I'm brown. So it's not <laughs> racist if I say it. But it'd be pretty fucking racist if somebody else said that. So. Oh, see, that's a great conversation right there by itself. Would it be? Would it be racist? I can't pull, I can't pull my black card, even though Puerto Ricans <laughs> do have some black in them somewhere in the mix in there. But I can't quite pull that the you know the full on black. I'm brown as fuck. So, um, so dude, what got you into podcasting? Was it was it the old Joe Rogan or what? Oh no, man, um, dude, I that's a long story. I did it because I felt like there we was, got time, right? <laughs> Shit, uh, man, I don't tell a short story. That's the problem, right? I have to like I'm always catching myself and and reining myself in where I'm I'm going. Oh my god, I'm getting too long winded, but long long story like multiple episode long story damn um, son once upon a time i you know, i'm 38 now i was a professional minister and evangelist and really tra- oh yeah dude travel the country speaking 
and my beliefs are nowhere in the neighborhood of that realm now. And dude, I would have never thought that. Oh, no one does, right? But but people that hear me talk now that knew me back then are like, "What the fuck happened to you?" I'm like. That's another another conversation. (laughs) Well, that's what they think, right? Um, And and for those that actually want to have a reasonable conversation about it, then then we have a good time. But most people just want to make their own assumptions and move on. But but yeah, so I have a lot of experience speaking, and I'm the kind of person you know I I think about shit and I ask a lot of questions and 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 I see a lot of things unanswered, and I'm driven by the by the big questions of who we are, why are we here, where we come from, how we get here, what's the point. And I just ask the shit that everyone else asks in their head if they're honest with themselves, but no one talks about. And I was like, man, no one talks about this shit. And I want to talk about this shit. And I want to do it where other folks can be a part of it if they want to be, whether that be listening or or anything. So we just we talk about real shit. Sometimes we talk about on my podcast. You know, we talk about movies and and TV shows and shit like that. But so, uh, more times than not, we're talking about real shit. And I mean, why not? Right? <laughs> I mean, we have chit chat all day, every day. Why not talk about real shit? Is it's like that one saying? <clears throat> uh, did a conversation really happen if it wasn't on a podcast? <laughs> like, what do they say? Did I the like tree it. really fall in the woods if there was nobody yeah. around to hear it? Right. Did the bear shit in the woods if there was nobody else around to hear it? When I was in college, I had a roommate that was not the sharpest knife in the drawer. And he, we were, me and another roommate were talking about, you mentioned sound, you know, it's just, it's just waves, you know, sound waves, just waves that hit your ears. And similarly, we were talking to him, and he were like, now, you know, color doesn't exist until you see it. It's just wavelengths of light. Yeah. And until, you know, the rods and cones in your in your eyeballs, and they, they, they interpret those spectrums of light as certain colors, like the fuck ton of colors behind me, which is just the way I roll. But we, long story short, we had that motherfucker trying to catch the lack of color behind him. We're like, if you look behind you fast enough, <laughs> you can catch... And and that motherfucker's like, what? you know, he's like trying, trying. I'm like, yeah, like I said, not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but <laughs> so that I I've had Lawrence Carona on the show, and back you, you talk about vision being, you know, something. Uh, back then, vision was thought of as something. I mean, let me. I'm trying to look through the emails now. Do it. Uh, so <clears throat> right here. Visionary seeing. So Lawrence Karan is a visionary artist, and mm-hmm. what they do is they focus on visions and they paint what they see in this realm. And he's written a, a bunch of books, and he does alchemy. and And I had him on my show for for to talk about Gnosticism. And mm. I, I we conversed through email about this visionary seeing. First, that seeing, particularly vision seeing, is active rather than passive. That seeing was always understood as the active projection of sight from early Greek culture. And then he's got uh, Epodocles, some fucking Greek guy, (laughs) Uh, Plato, optics until the Middle Ages. Only during the Renaissance and scientific revolution, Leonardo and Newton, did we come to regard seeing as the passive reception of light. In Mm -hmm. visionary states, we try to open our eye to the divine eye, and it's more... It's the more active way of creative seeing. So back then, we understood seeing as an active projection of sight versus okay. it's always there, and then we interpret whatever comes in, which is really interesting. And we only see 0. 0.0025, 0. 0.0025 of the light spectrum. Oh, so really? Is it that low? It's that low, and we only wow. hear a certain amount of the frequency. That's why I tell people... Who, we don't see infrared. We don't see, right. uh, you know, uh, uh, ultraviolet light. We don't see all these different types of, of wavelengths and lights. So who's to say that there's not like a world going on in front of us right now that we can't see? Oh, man, I I, I agree totally. Uh, but, dude, so I can't just skip over the fact that you were like this, this <laughs> minister and shit. Because <laughs> this changes the entire dynamic of the podcast, bro. I got to dig deeper into that. What 
what clicked, bro? Like, what happened that it, you were just like, fuck this. This is not it. Because usually when it's like that, you're deep in the shit. Like, deep. I grew up Pentecostal Christian. No shit. So I spent some time in the Pentecostal church. It's deep shit. You know what I mean? Like, it, and, yeah. I, and I played guitar for five years. I was in the worship group. I did, I did it all until oh, yeah. I started realizing, like, hey, this is bullshit. You know what I mean? I opened up my eyes. And when I really started seeing and reading other literature and other scriptures, that's when I was like, okay, I've, I've been bamboozled, you know? Okay. So the thing, the thing about it, so I, I wouldn't go so far as to say that it's bullshit. Right. So I, well, let me back up. (laughs) I, I, I guess I would ask someone that makes that that statement the question, well, what about it do you think is bullshit? Because that could be far-reaching. Yeah. So for me, as um, I grew up in the church, wasn't necessarily that super active till my teenage years, had some people that took an interest in me in, in the ministry. They invested in me, you know, groomed me for professional ministry. I traveled the country preaching ended up starting a church so on and so forth and pardon me yeah and uh and yes satan whoa (laughs) (laughs) Um, but um but and and in in all that and one of my things is i'm i'm big on history i'm big on origin stories i'm big on i don't want to just read an english translation of you hebrew greek and aramaic and i'm like okay well I've I've always been back to your original question about why I started my podcast is is I've always been that person that asks those questions those that that everyone seems to stop just short of for some reason and I go okay well how did we end up with how did the Bible end up the way the Bible is how why do we only include the writings of these people well what's the other stories that were circulating at the time and so on and so on and so on and when you start reading things like that you start to go huh. There's a whole. You start to notice there's a lot of interesting, um, motherfuckers, and motherfuckers, yeah, and <laughs> that are telling different versions of the same stories. Yeah, which makes you ask questions about the infallibility of scripture, and it makes you ask all these questions. And in the church, yeah, you know, I grew up in the in the the Southern Baptist Church. Um, I went through. I was in very strict Baptist churches and some pro- progressive Baptist churches. I was in the Pentecostal church for a bit. Spent some time in the charismatic church. I've I've got around a bit, right? Lots of friends that were um, in Wesleyan traditions and so on and so forth. So not in just down one pigeonhole, right? Um, and through all those asking of questions, it's it's kind of like pulling at the thread, the loose thread on a sweater, right? If if you pull on it, I completely promise it will unravel for you, unless. And this is what many, many, many uh, here's here's I'm going to pull back the curtain on professional ministry a little bit because this is is true across the board. Most professional ministers have come to that point where they went, oh, fuck. When they, they pulled on that thread enough to where they realized if they kept pulling, it was all going to unravel. And the vast majority of them were made the decision with the face with the same problem same same quandary that I was to go now what do I keep pulling or do I just stop and pretend like it it never happened and this is my livelihood at this point and I'm not going to I'm not going to pull anymore and most of them make that choice and I almost did I almost went you know what I've invested so much in this I cannot, but I'm the kind of person that I can't, I can't do that. I just, I can't stop when I'm on an interesting journey, right? I can't yeah. pretend like I haven't just been where I've been. And and I'm not going down the road that I'm going down. And so for me, I just, for better or worse, went, I got to see where this leads. And what it led to for me was the unraveling of, Christianity specifically to begin with and then organized religion as a whole after that and I went through a thankfully 
very brief time where for about a year where I was as fervent in trying to convince people that Christianity was bullshit as I had been in trying to create convince them of the existence of a deity or God and thankfully I realized well that was about as as much folly as as the other side right as 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 the religious side so I settled in this place where I went you know what there's no evidence to prove or disprove the existence or non-existence of a god or gods so for me I'm not going to throw my lot in with you know some kind of faith and some kind of deity until that deity is proven to exist and if that deity or, or 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 to prove that we are totally alone there is no higher power you know and and I'm completely open so that 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 freed me up to go you know what let me just consider all perspectives all possibilities of what could be and whatever ends up being proven to actually be is fine with me i just want to know empirically what is if there is anything greater than us higher than us you know and and, and i don't give a shit if it's the judeo christian notion of god i don't give a shit if it's you know the the hindu pantheon the greek pantheon i don't something that we don't have any frame of reference for at all i don't care what it is as long as it's empirically proven that it does exist if anything does exist but until then because that's all religion is right the religion only exists because in my opinion because of unanswerable questions um okay in ancient history as far as we know we can talk about potential you know, possible past advanced civilizations on planet earth and so on and so forth i can go all day about that i know you can too but you know you look at it and go if if you buy the line that we're fed of what history is and it may or may not be the truth no evidence either way in my opinion but if you buy the line that we were super primitive in antiquity well okay let's let's buy the line that people were just stupid motherfuckers in antiquity and we go okay well um joe farmer goes man my crops haven't fucking grown well it hasn't rained in a while well i wonder i wonder why not well hmm maybe i fucking pissed off that thing in the sky (laughs) right and for some reason every culture on every corner of the globe in ancient history came to the realization or the assumption that that thing requires blood sacrifice how'd that happen but (laughs) right so so you have all these unanswerable questions and these quandaries that people go, um, I don't know, maybe it was this. And boom, there's faith. There's religion. And we sacrifice John down the road because John's a bad motherfucker and he needs to die, so we're going to just sacrifice him. And we go, oh, co- coincidentally, it rained. Well, what happens? Oh, shit, if it hasn't rained for a while, let's kill someone and then it'll rain, <laughs> right? Confirmation like, biased. Exactly. Um and oh man we can talk about confirmation bias and cognitive dissonance all day too so anyway that was like the soup i told you don't 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 tell a short story that's the long ass version of explaining how religion in i mean we're talking like a multi-year process of of how that happened it wasn't like i woke up one day and went fuck this shit right it was like a multi-year was terrible time it was a time of great existential angst for me to go because here I've invested my life in this this belief system and this profession around this belief system and this dogma and now it's just I keep pulling at the thread and it just keeps falling apart for me and it's terrible it's a terrible feeling because I mean everything about your life at that point you might relate to that depending on how deep into it you got you go well it 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 shapes your worldview it shapes the it's the lens through which you view things and when that's gone that's a horrible feeling until it becomes a great feeling where you go, wait a second. If I don't hold anything as sacred, that means everything is possible. And for me, that's a very freeing thought once I got to that place, right? For a lot of people, it's it's paralyzing. And it was for me for a while. That's what existential angst is. But once you get beyond that, if you allow yourself to to move beyond that and press through that and, and stay within your 
uh, stay self-aware and continue processing and don't just give in to the paralyzing overwhelmingness of it, then it becomes very freeing for me at least and, and potentially for other people. Just depends on the person. Yeah, that's a lot to unpack. Uh, right? So <laughs> I see you next time. That's that's heavy, man. So I, I can relate because even with just so I've done probably collectively with all the podcasts I've done, probably over a hundred episodes, right? Nice. So once that indoctrination sets in, right? And I can't even imagine I can relate a little bit because I was in that realm of things as far as the church goes, but I can't imagine putting my livelihood on that and then going down this rabbit hole and being like, wow, this is, this might be bullshit. And then lying to yourself to hold back, right? Cause I can't even, now that you're saying that I can't imagine how many ministers or preachers are going through the same Almost like an existential crisis. Almost all where that's crazy, dude. Yeah, that is crazy because at the end of the day, it's all a narrative fallacy. At the end of the day, it it is what it is. Now, there is no proving or disproving this this God figure, whoever it is. At the end of the day, I feel it's an internal battle. And I've been looking more and more into the aspect of what these philosophers call the demons, right? Where they, where they do the mass hip and by demons, I mean <clears throat> the things that they use thoughts, right? How Plato thought that the, the, the thought world was another dimension, uh, Plato's theory of forms where we have the perfect image of a horse, but in the real world, there's, Fucked up versions of horses, right? <laughs> yeah, the form of the good versus the form of the chair. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So you're talking. Oh, the, the Republic. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, the Republic, exactly, man. Exactly. Fucking pick so, it up. So when it comes to these thoughts, uh, because I forgot if it was either Alan Watts or I forgot who it was, it was like an action doesn't happen without the without a thought, and the actions that are happening in the future happen because of things that happened in the past. So, and excuse me, I've been listening to a lot of Terrence McKenna talk about time travel and time itself mm. and how time is an illusion. And obviously there's only the eternal now. There is no future. There is no past. It's only now. And, but they're, the way they talk about it is like everything is being pushed to one moment in time all together. Like this collective just clusterfuck mm. of just time and moments just happening, which is what like the multiverse theory is and all this stuff that everything has happened all at once, right? Like string right. theory, everything's connected. And we only, and time is just the way we experience yeah, it. Yeah, perceive, perceive it. things. Yeah. Scaligarian, Scaligarian, Joseph Scaliger was the guy who invented the ADBC system. That's the guy that invented that. He was, he was a Jesuit monk. That's who he was. And look, no this up, jo, jo, yeah, Joseph Scaliger. And time as, as people, we're, that's just something that we measure. It's just, a, it's just another unit of measurement. But back to the topic of proving and disproving that there is a God or not. I don't believe that there is. I believe I'm. I consider myself a Gnostic theist. I believe there is some higher power. There is. I, I refer to him as the programmer, like in the Matrix, the programmer, right. the, the architect that's in the room and is creating reality because. And the reason I feel we live in some sort of simulation is because. Law of attraction and what you said about how you know trying to look see if the colors have changed you know the observer effect is 100 fucking percent real and people don't yeah know about that. the double slit experiment if you can figure out why atoms react differently when you're observing them versus when you're not you will win a nobel peace prize i was when you mentioned that i was fixing to bring up the photon uh, split experiment you know yeah and, yeah that, so that's and that's why dude that's fucking crazy this, bro uh, so for everyone listening <laughs> we have not prepped this episode mm -mm. at all we just happen to be speaking the same fucking language right like you're referencing shit that i'm aware of i'm referencing shit you're aware of it's it's like serendipitous that we're having this conversation what got me into podcasting other than obviously joe rogan was that when i started looking into things when i started reading 
uh, scriptures in the Nag Hammadi library, when I started reading things, the Dead Sea Scrolls, when I started looking into it, and then when I questioned and I asked somebody who was in the church, I said, hey, why? What's up with the Old Testament, man? What's up with the, why do the Boga Mills and the Cathars think it's a work of a demon? You know, who's Yahweh? Who's all, what's going on, man? What's, what's right. up? They said, ignore the Old Testament. What? Yeah. Ignore it. We don't, we don't regard that. I said, wait a minute, but it's part, no, no, no. Ignore it. So that's what really, when I, when I, when they told me, I said, oh, I, I see what's going on here. I see what's going on. So the narrative is when it fits, right? When it fits, it's okay. When you're right. reading the scripture, you know how many people go to church and don't understand that the scripture that they're reading? 99.999% of them. Because what, what happens, you as, as, a, as, a, you know, as a preacher, you go in and you, and, and you see it. When they're reading, oh, revelations, da-da-da. This is what happened, right? Everybody's, mm-hmm, that's what happened. Hallelujah. You know what I mean? It's like this indoctrination. And just with what's happening right now, it's a, it's a business model. Yes. It's a, it's, a, it's a brokered experience. Who are you, and I'm not saying you, to tell me that I'm able to achieve divinity or not. Oh, well, this guy talks to God every other day. This other guy talks to him every day. This other guy, it's a brokered experience and you're ruled a heretic when you go against the grain, when you well, question the narrative. Yeah, because we have to have a hierarchy, right? Or there's not going to be, or, or the, rather should I say the fear is that there will not be any order without a hierarchy. Right, like the pe the 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 people. That's why power. the Ten Commandments were given to Moses. He needed to lead the people. He yes. needed some order. He needed that, right? Be because so, the the assumption is that there will be no order without a hierarchy, and that's a massive assumption. Then again, that is. <laughs> then again, but people are too stupid to to yeah. live in some society where there is no hierarchy. That's the problem because that's why they haven't told us that there is aliens. Because can you imagine the mass hysteria that would happen if if Dude, could you yep. imagine the breakdown of society yep. if they told them God wasn't real or, yep. hey, listen, we're a brain in a vat jar. Yep. That's why Rene Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. That's the only thing he was fucking sure of. You know, like when Neo asked Morpheus, what is real? He goes, what is real? Right. Is it, you know, the electrical impulses that you're, you know what I mean? What is, how do you define real? Is how do you real define, what you yeah. taste in? I, Fucking and love I, that movie so much, dude. I just learned, speaking of Matrix, like last week, that there's a third one, Matrix fourth. Resurrections. That's right. Yeah. Four, it's the fourth there, one. The fourth yeah. one. I'm like, when the fuck did that happen? So you're but, still wrong. There's four. There's, well, the number four is coming out now. Resurrections. And, yes. Which is going to be pretty much Neil was. Because at the end of the last one, the third one, which I the, the, the best one was. The first one, obviously, right? Whenever there's a, just as you, you're, you're a Star Wars fan, right? Oh fuck, uh, yeah. So Same. whenever there's what a third, uh, yeah, when there's <laughs> the first movie is always like the greatest. I don't know about Star Wars a little bit. We can get into that, but <laughs> Matrix is the first one was great. The second one was okay. It's like Aliens. Alien was the amazing, yeah, great. And then obviously they went off that, but the Matrix, the first on the third movie. It's very Gnostic to the, the the feel of it, right? And, and every character has, if you Google their name, they have, you know, Trinity, right? The Holy Trinity, Morpheus, oh, yeah. you know, the God of, 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 of is it sleep, right? Morpheus, uh, uh, the Nebuchadnezzar, the, the ship, right? All this shit, Neo, the one. Right. And at the end of the third movie, he pretty, spoiler alert, he pretty much dies. And then in this movie, I was wondering how they were going to bring it back, like, hey, how are we going to do this? Everybody's dead. And it's like, oh, I was having a dream. I've had these crazy dreams. And it's like, fucking boom, dude. So there's this theory in very in a very small subsect of, you know, Christendom of 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 Christianity and it's called it's it's people. I don't know that that that, that the the sect or the has any kind of of name, but the there's a temple of inner light. Do right, right? What is that you, from? Do what? Is it the Temple of Inner Light? Oh, I don't know. If, if there is a name, I'm not aware of it. But yeah, there's well, there's a, a, a theory, a theology, or whatever, uh, concept that of this thing called the Adamic Dream. And it's it's the theory that that obviously Adam and Eve are not a physical man and woman, that it's they're a metaphor for humanity because so here's your here's your hebrew lesson of the day right um and because that was one of my things is i was 
I read and read he didn't speak but read Hebrew and Greek, and because I want I'm like you know I want to read the original language that mm-hmm. the the text was in, not what has been translated into. King, so who, who, guess who came up with the King James version? Take a wild guess. I used to know it, but I've forgotten. Go ahead, fucking King James, dude. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a, that's the thing, bro. Like who. The Council of Nicaea with the whole canonical versus not canonical. Oh, you know, there's I an know. The Ethiopian Bible has the book of, of Enoch as a canonical book. Right. Not the Western. The Western, we don't. I, Enoch? Do you, that's you ever read the book of Enoch? Satan! The book of Enoch is fucking. It's fucking wild, bro. Wild. Had, that's a great word for it. Wild. I've had Joseph. Uh, there's three books. Uh, I've had Joseph Lumpkin, uh, Doctor jo- Joseph Lumpkin, in, on my podcast, and he has a PhD in, in church history and all this other oh, nice. crazy shit. And and he's written numerous numerous books on it, <laughs> and it's fucking crazy. But if anyways, you're listening continue, and you're a Christian, don't start down the church history rabbit hole because you will not be one for long. Oh, if I've you, had, if I've, you had dude, I've had I've had some emails. <laughs> I've had yes. some emails come my way. Oh, I bet. <laughs> and so, so. So here's your Hebrew lesson of the day, right? In Genesis, when Adam is talked about, he's called um, he's called Ha Adam. He's called the the humanity, basically, right? And then once you know, once Eve is is taken is created, Adam is no longer. In English, the translation is still Adam, but in the Hebrew, it's Ish, right? And so Ish is a male incomplete entity right and eve is isha and it's a female incomplete entity it's only once ish and isha come together right where they become collectively referred to as ha adam again and as the humanity the human so So like the trinity to a degree yeah and so you know showing that 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 you anyway well it says it, it potentially shows a lot of things anyway you go on and the, the theory that I was talking about was the the edemic dream is there's this um this theory that when at when 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 Adam and Eve fell when they ate of the apple of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil which is massively misunderstood but that's a different podcast um when they did that that they fell asleep and humanity has been sleeping not unlike all of the humans in the power plants in the matrix right that they're asleep and be, and you're like, yeah, bullshit. Well, you know, find me a book in the Bible for all whatever that's worth. We're talking about the canonization process of the Old and New Testament and so on and so forth, and the different sects of Christianity that use different canons and blah blah blah. But so let's just simplify it and say, find me a a a writing, a book in any canon of the Bible that doesn't have a common narrative of wake up. It is said in every single book with potentially the exclusion I'm not for certain of of Leviticus we're just running through all the laws but wake up is said by every prophet by every apostle by, by every judge like, really yes wake up wake up wake up Jesus wake up and so you know I'm not saying I buy it I'm saying it's an interesting perspective and thought and conversation to have What's what's the story? I'm sure you know, where he is wrestling with the angel, and he's telling he's telling him, hey, "I have to go before the sun comes out." What's the what's the? So that's the story of um, Jacob. Right, and... Jacob. He's wrestling like an angel, right? And and I had somebody on the podcast. We were talking about that, about how the it, it was almost. I, I forgot what the fuck he said. This is forever ago. But it was pretty much he was he was. You know, it was like an like a like a shadow type of like a Carl Jung type of thing where he's just battling with his with his shadow type of I shit. I can't you know? recall uh, how the person is described. Uh, I will say, and and dude, I'm 38. I haven't been a preacher since I was in my early 20s. I'm digging way fucking back, but I stay. This shit, shit stays in my consciousness because I'm always looking. I'm always on the journey for what is, whatever that might be. I want to know what is. And so this shit stays in my consciousness. And that's one of my favorite stories. And it was back when I was preaching towards the end of my preaching career, for lack of a better term. And that really is the most appropriate term. That was one of my favorite stories that I would 
that I would use because there's a, a tense that is lost. Wait, which the, story? The Jacob story? The Jacob story. What the fuck are the chances that I bring that up and that was your favorite story? Right. One of them. And because one of the things, there's there, there's this tense in Hebrew called the um, the future perfect tense. And I can't recall if we have one of those in English. And I don't believe we have a future perfect in English. Anyway, um, we read the story as, so da da da, da Jacob wrestles. So it, it's assumed, f- per the writing, that this this person that Jacob wrestled with was God. Okay? Yeah. And and. Jacob wrestled with God all night long, and that God invited the wrestling. And one way you can read that is, let me back up a step. So Jacob wrestles with God, and obviously God could best him. God could best him anytime he wanted to, but chose not to because Jacob was still engaging in the wrestling. So he kept him in the fight, basically, right? And they wrestle all night long. All all night long, the, the text says, and in the end, at the end of the fight, as the sun's coming up, the the stranger, as the person's called, uh, the stranger, depending on what translation you're reading, touches, wrenches, injures, whatever, does something to Jacob's hip. Well, that's so we 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 kind of read on right past that. In the Hebrew, the that that sentence is what was done to Jacob's hip was done in the future perfect tense in Hebrew, which means it changed the way that Jacob would walk forever. What the future perfect. It's never going to be undone. So what I, what I took that as, and this of course here, here comes the, the, the preacher or anyone reading any sacred text that is completely open to interpretation. You can kind of read it how you want what that meant to me at the time. And what I think is the interesting way to look at it was if you wrestle with God, and I interpret that as asking the hard questions, digging deep, figure the, figure it out, ask the tough shit, right? If you wrestle with God, you better fucking be prepared because it will change you forever if you go down that road. Whoa. If you If you engage in that fight, you will you will not walk the same forever. And you may or may not like the way you don't walk the same. And in my case, it led to religion unraveling for me. And, you know, that's just the way it is. And I don't not like that that happened. In a dude. lot of ways, I feel like it was a emancipation almost. But dude, that's don't tell deep, me bro. I don't know about slavery because I'm white. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking deep, dude. Uh, you, you know... The, what the guy talked about was because he was in a cave or something before he was meditating or something before that. And that, that's when, well, anyways, the the reason I had brought that up was because there, there's these monks that go underground for, for mm. weeks at a time, days at a time. And the reason that they do that is they go underground to meditate because they say that DMT, wait, wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Dimethyltryptamine. How was, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> They say that uh, DMT, 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 DMT. They say that DMT is produced the most in the lungs, right? No shit. And Wim Hof, which is this crazy freaking nature guy, he says, "Get high on your own supply," and the way he does that is through breathing exercises. And he says that I've had a friend of mine who's done it before, where he's like had hallucinations from just. I don't know if it's the lack of oxygen or what it is, but he's had these from doing these breathing exercises. So these monks go underground in the darkness, right? Because they say that you're able to produce more DMT in the darkness hmm. for whatever fucking reason. And they do these breathing exercises in the darkness to and to induce these visionary states where they Again, have maybe have fights with the entities that they perceive. That's why the 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 entity kept telling him, "Hey, I have to go before the sun comes up. Hmm. I have to go before the sun comes up." Oh, but stay. I have to go because once the sun came up, maybe he'd snap out of that visionary state. Interesting. It, you know what I mean? Like it, maybe it was this the shadow. I don't. I don't know. It, it's it's this crazy thing that I've I've always thought about, but. That that's wild to me, bro. Where where it makes perfect sense what you're saying, where 
you know, you, 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 how, what do they say? If you, if you mess with the bull, you get the horns type right. of thing. It's so not a bad way to put it. So, but the, in your case, it wasn't a good, well, I wouldn't, let me rephrase that. I wouldn't say it wasn't a, a not good outcome. And what you're saying is if you look into God, right, or the one or the parent or the demiurge or whatever it is to you, the programmer or whatever, that you're going to be altered 100% in some way. And what would what, you call it? The, the, the future perfect? Yeah, the future perfect tense. It will the change you. perfect tense. The, it will change you forever, and it's not. The perfect part is it's 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 not going back. Right, like you can't just take, you can't be reinserted back into the matrix. So it's like either you take the red pill or the blue pill. Yeah. What the you can take this one and wake back up in that eternal slumber, you know, within that eternal slumber, or take this other one and it's like you're gonna be with the big boys, and that's when he wakes up in the fucking factory. He's like, whoa, right. what? You know what I mean? That's wild, dude. So I love that. I love that. That's that's awesome, but. In your case, when people are in religion and when they're in, in, in the church, they want to further that relationship and nurture that relationship with God. In your case, it wasn't that. So wouldn't that kind of defeat the whole purpose of God? Or do you feel that he's there to help show you the way, not necessarily in the Christian religion, but in life or, you know, what, whatever religion it is? Because that's kind of, you know what I mean? It's paradoxical. It's like you're supposed to look for more of God, but then in your case, it kind of pushed you away because it unraveled that fabric of everything you thought to be, and it turned out not to be true. And I think it stands a good chance to do that for anyone that digs. And I think and a lot of people are going to stop once they realize. They're going to stop pulling at the thread once they realize the sweater is going to unravel. Well, that's bullshit, dude. Well, I think it is. Um, but that's that that gets down to the kind of person that you are. Um, you know, are you the kind of person that or is using faith as a crutch? Which I think more times than not it is. You know, that's well, what Carl Young talks about that that you know, that religion, organized religion is just a way of people's pro- projections, their projections of of their own uh problems and just find like you said, finding a crutch and a place to to dump pretty yeah. much those those you know were you the things. kind of person that's doing that that's, that's just using it as a crutch just to answer things that you know what happened to my favorite you know grandma or parent or spouse or child that died where are they well uh, they're in heaven what well, makes you feel good right there's nothing wrong with that I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with with feeling good um i don't well let me add a little asterisk to that in my opinion Nothing wrong with that as long as you don't go around claiming that to be the absolute truth. We're in if some be- deep shit now, dude. Yeah, We're if you in- believe something that 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 whatever you want to believe in your head just because it makes you feel good, because it answers questions that are unanswerable and that causes you anxiety or stress or whatever, and you want to choose to believe something because it makes you feel better, awesome, great, fine. But the second you say, well, but what I believe is the truth – and you offer right, and, and and the burden of proof is on the person that makes the claim, right? So if you say X is you know, you know X is true, well the burden of proof is on you to 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 provide evidence for that. Provide yeah, provide that. And if you're unwilling or unable to do so, then Hitchens Razor says that that which can be asserted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. Is that different but, from Occam's Razor? I forget what Occam's razor is off the top of my head. It's like the 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 more uh, the choice that would make the most sense. Um. Yeah. But, uh, oh, that's right. Occam's razor is basically saying um, the simplest sure. answer is normally the normally exactly. the truth. Basically, it's like did um, I see Bigfoot or did I see a bear? You probably saw a fucking bear. Right. So yeah, yeah, that's different than than Occam's razor because Hitchens razor says if you say. You know, hey Juan, did you know? Or if I say, hey Juan, do you know that I can fly? And you go, oh yeah, motherfucker, climb to the roof and jump off and let's see. And I go, well, I don't have Whoa, to because I told you that I could. Yeah, I have made an and I have asserted something that I'm unwilling to prove. <laughs> and because I'm unwilling to prove it, you it, it is folly for you to engage in an argument on whether or not I can fly, because I've been unwilling to prove my claim. 
So that which can be asserted without evidence can be dismissed and I would argue should be dismissed without evidence. You don't need to provide evidence of why I can't fly if I'm unwilling to prove that I can. Right? Yeah. So, no, I got 100%. I'm with uh, you on that. And, and, and but there's like this delusional state when it comes to to religion and any any beliefs like that, right? Where where again, these intrusive thoughts, these demons that get within people and they possess them, right? Is what is happening with what we're seeing right now like the the we are all like i said earlier our actions all come from thoughts right there there wouldn't be any actions without thoughts of either one of your thoughts or one of my thoughts and we project those onto others which is what happens with we talked about hierarchy earlier when the higher ups which we're seeing it happen in history right now when the higher ups come up with some sort of idea they project that onto the masses, and that's when you get this mass hysteria, mass hypnosis. Okay, yeah. To control people through that. But it starts with the head, right? It starts up top, and then it works. It They indoctrinate the head figure, and then it works its fucking way down, and those people push those ideologies and whatever it is. And, dude, Stalin, uh, Hitler, fucking uh, Fidel Castro, all these head figures, you know, King Jong-un, all these head figures, all starts with an idea so how is that significant for you like when you because i i sense that's or not sense i gather that that's something that's important to your worldview that it everything starts with a with a thought how so let me play a little devil's advocate number one how is that important to your daily life and secondly if you found out that that in fact is not the case how would that affect you? It would affect me because at the end of the day, I feel that. And I don't want to say what, what's happening right now because I'm, I'm just tired of talking about it. But <laughs> the, the way it's funny, I'm trying to talk without talking. Sure. At the end of the day, I've always said that we are thoughts fighting with one another and Let's go back to the the simulation hypothesis, not theory. A theory can be proven scientifically. A hypothesis has not been proven scientifically for those fucking conspiracy theorists and shit. (laughs) When you know you're part of a game, right? Okay. That's why these elites, they are the way they are because they know this is a game. So when you know and you acknowledge that you're in some sort of game, it's okay you know, yeah, okay, you have to buy. When you're using Windows 10, you can't use a Windows 2000 program, right? Because it's not programmed in Windows 10 to be able to do that. So there's certain things in this realm that we can't do. Okay. Now, when I say that we are thoughts and this whole idea of thoughts is because some people, when they say you die by the sword or whatever, they don't understand and they can't grasp that concept. They can't break out of that matrix to be able to think for themselves because they are being influenced by others and their thoughts and their words and their actions, right? So not until the mass of people, of the population, whoever it is, has an awakening and says, hey, wait a minute, this is bullshit. Simulacre and simulation. We are giving power to these empty symbols, whether it be a thought or whatever else, a symbol, and it has power over us. That's why it's so important to me, because if we as a society came together and said, hey, this is all bullshit, what gives money the the power that it does? What, the government? Who is the government? Oh, well, right. just... We're all, we all come together as a collective consciousness and agree upon this head figure of the so-called free world, and he is the president, and he is the head figure. Well, says fucking who? Right. Well, says the system. What system? The system is flawed. But as long as there are the sheeple and the people who don't understand that they're having these thoughts projected onto them, and they're be- and they and, and, and they don't know they're being manipulated. Right, that's why I say defund the media. Don't defund the police. Defund the fucking media, dude. Because it's called mimetic occultism, and mimetic occultism. Back to Plato's The Republic. Mimetic occultism 
is propaganda used to talk to people's soul on a was deeper that in level. The Republic? No, no. So was I'm going to relate to the Republic now. The the reason I bring that up is because what did Plato want to do in the Republic? He wanted to take away the arts. He wanted to right. take away certain sounds and and certain notes. Why? Because he understood that the arts talk to people on a deeper level. That's why they're prohibiting us from doing the things that we want to do, from going to the movies, from doing all this shit. You will stay inside and you will listen and you will do as you're fucking told. Right. Why? Because people will still do it time and time again. And not until they wake up from this eternal slumber will they know. That's why the guy in the Matrix eating, eating the steak, he goes, I know this shit is fake. But I'd rather have this shit because it tastes good. But he knows bliss. it's fucking fake. Yeah. But he knows he's in a game. He knows he's in a simulation. Yep. And there's nothing he can do about it. He said, hey, I don't want to remember shit when I wake up on the other side. When he snitches them out, he goes, I don't remember shit when I wake up on the other side. Just wipe me. I want to be super fucking rich. That's it. And that's what's happening in this reality right now. What was that? I'm going to jot it down real fast so I can look that up. What was that occultism words you, were, you, you mentioned a second ago? I, I've never heard that before. Mimetic occultism. How do you spell it's that? Like meme. Okay. M E M E etic. So mimetic okay. occultism. It. So it's propaganda that speaks to people on a deeper level. So it speaks to their soul. So that's what they're using now. They're using propaganda. That's why you have this this worship of politicians. This 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 oh back to normal. Oh yeah, yeah. Shoot me up with anything. Whatever. Right. Whatever it is. I I've done dude, I had somebody call me today. Who is super fucking liberal? Didn't know who Anthony Fauci was. What? I was like, what? Yeah, that's what I fucking said. I was like, do you know who Anthony Fauci is? She, she, they were like, who's Anthony Fauci? Whoa. I'm like, these are the people that vote for the people in power. These are the people that are in society with us. They're asleep. <laughs> They're asleep. They're fucking asleep at the same time. While they're see, in society, bro. So I when I talk time. about this shit, this is what I mean. When you know, because you're being indoctrinated through religion, through whatever the fuck it is, whatever it is. That's why when I started looking into all this stuff, bro, since I started my podcast to now, my idea of the world, my idea of everything, of, of reality itself has changed. Why? And because I've... I've opened myself up to other possibilities, it's things that you can't do in the church because you ruled a heretic. That's why they fucking took out all the Gnostics. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I agree totally. And, and I think that, let me put it a different way, one of the worst insults that I could be given would be to run into somebody that I knew 10 years ago, five years ago, what a year ago, whatever. And we chat for five, 10 minutes and they go, motherfucker, you're the, you haven't changed a bit. That would be a, a, a terrible. <laughs> I would take that as as a personal failure on my part because I am always seeking to Bruh. grow and understand and evolve as a human, and whether that be learning more about the truth of reality, whether that be um, learning how to set healthier boundaries, learning how to create better habit patterns. You whatever, right? I I don't ever want to be con the same person for a long period of time. Want to be growing and evolving, right? Movimiento es vida in Espanol, right? Movement is life. You want to be constantly moving, and and growing, and that's true in battle. <laughs> it's true in life. It's true in theology. It's true, in my opinion, in in you you must move to live, and if you don't, if you stay still, you're gonna die. Period. But what is it? Sharks drown if, or sharks don't drown. They die if they don't keep moving. I I believe almost oh. any fish does unless air is filtering oh, well. over, over their over their gills. Yeah. You know, it's like they have their their, their gills and moving through the water mm -hmm. filters the water through the gills and extracts the oxygen from the yeah. hydrogen. And I, I think some animal some fish are are able to to stay relatively still, but I don't think many are able to stay still for very long. That's wild, right? That your and, own world would kill you if you were to stay still within it. Which is again, I've dude, I've dude, I, I this fucking podcast has been amazing, bro. Like <laughs> this has been one of my favorite podcasts because it just it literally this is, did not go. 
fucking anywhere that I thought I was going to go. Oh, really? When <laughs> Four I, episodes. <laughs> I literally d- had no clue where the fuck this was going, and it just went this crazy. But you know what I mean? It, it's it's You're asleep. Wake the fuck up. You, you know what I mean? And not until, not until people wake up and set their intentions where they need to be, we will be in this. Those who don't understand history are doomed to repeat it. Well, I agree totally, but back to you, what you just said, interesting statement. What is, where should people's, you said you have to set your intentions where they need to be. So what is your opinion on where those intentions need Wait, to be? You ain't doing this shit to me. No, no, no. Whatever <laughs> it is that you feel they need to be. <laughs> hey, just that that's the way I listen to people. Like I'm like I'm not okay. projecting shit on anybody. I'm just saying you do you, you that's find your I truth. Asked. And whatever it is that you feel you have a calling towards, whatever that may be. Hey, what let me again let me set some, let me set some boundaries, right? Don't be a fucking Alistair Crowley or any one of these other cucks. <laughs> as long as you don't hurt anybody, right? As, my whole thing is you can do whatever it is that you want to do in life. Dude. As long as you don't hurt children or hurt yourself or hurt any other person, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. And you can spread whatever message. Because you see that flag behind me? In yep. 1776, it, all, it was all about freedom, baby. And they said, right. fuck the establishment. Right. We're going to become our own thing. And the rest is history. But then you get the corruption, such as the Knights Templar. Yeah. The Catholic. Oh, God. The we got to have more conversations. All Shit. these fucking guys, right? You, when you get a hierarchical system, you get the bad apples that spoil the rest. And again, and again, the re- the rest is literally history. But you know what I mean, bro. You yeah. know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But you know, we're coming up on the hour. I don't like to push things past an hour because usually right, people's the same time way. span. But this has been fucking amazing, right? And we, I'll have you back on again because we literally just went, I, I, dude. I love. Theology. I love talking about uh, the Bible. It's an interesting fucking book, and again, it, it just it, I, I use it even though I don't believe. Right, I, I'm not a subscri- uh, subscriber right to the to the to the to the system. You can still use these things as uh, what what was it? Uh, uh, Shane Moore was on my on my podcast. He said we did an episode called the allegory of the crucifixion or the crucifixion allegory, something like that. Hmm. And we went into that, how he breaks down that pretty much we are gods, right? We, the, the, the body and he breaks down all the, the, the 33 vertebrae and, and Golgotha, right? The place of the skull, the crown, all this crazy shit. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm and this guy, that, 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 that guy goes deep, bro. That guy goes fucking deep. And so, yeah, dude, this is fucking great. I'm going to, I got some good clips that I'm going to probably be putting out there. And we'll we'll wrap it up there, and I'll have you back on again, one hundred percent. Yeah, and likewise, have you on mine as well. Yeah, for sure, we can do a part two on your podcast, so people can go sh- check that shit out. And one more time for the people before we head on out of here, what is your social media that you want to share? Whatever is one more time, so people can find your work. Yeah, at Hey Jeffrey Davis everywhere personally, and at Funky Dysfunctional Show for the my podcast. Awesome, and shoot me the links that you want me to put in the description. Will this do. will be out probably in a couple of weeks. Uh, so, dude. Will do. Thanks for having me on, dude. It was a pleasure, and I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, we had set this up, you know, a week ago or whatever, and I, to be honest, I had no fucking clue this was going to go like this. So Right? <laughs> Those are the best conversations, right? Yeah. That's, again, that's why I like doing, as of lately, all my shows pretty much have been impromptu. Nice. But I feel that the conversations always had the same way with the state of the state of the union, if you will, because of what's going on. And <clears throat> oh, we can go all day to, about that too. <laughs> yeah. People, people have to realize that there's other things that we can dedicate sure. our energy, our energies towards 100%. because if we keep dedicating our energies towards one certain thing, it's never going to fucking go away. So I agree. I appreciate you coming on my show, dude. And I had a great time. Man. Me too. Thank you.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.